always do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i finally prove it never listen to the no's i just wanna keep moving keep my head up when i act head up that's a fact never looking back i'ma keep myself on track keep my head up staying strong always moving on feel i don't all right, we are now live and recording. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we are talking with Anna from Twin Creeks Brewing Company. How are you guys? Distillery. I'm sorry. Distillery. I've got I'm a, sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. Hey, that's a good thing. They've got great beer and I think we've got pretty good spirits, so it's it's a positive for both of us. Definitely. So um, one of the things that I like to do is try to find out a little bit about the uh, the owners and um, okay. what their background is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my daddy, his name is Chris. Um, he's the owner and the founder and the main man behind the whole, uh, everything that goes on here. And then um, he has two daughters, myself and my sister. And uh, my sister's a little bit younger than I am. But uh, I was very, very, very fortunate to grow up, uh, I don't know how to explain this best, but with just salt-of-the-earth folks that their lifestyle consisted of bootleg and old-time music and just the culture around here is thick. And I was just really fortunate to be brought up within that. But my dad, Chris, which I I wish could be here tonight to to talk with us, um, his dad died when he was 14. And uh, he kind of left and grew up in that mountain, and a, a lot of the mountain folks took him under under their wing, and so he kind of grew up and absorbed everything that they would pass on to him. And I think one of those major things was was liquor. It's just a way of life here in the hills of Franklin County and um, Farum, specifically Farum, um, is where we're from, and that's where our main distillery is. And then uh, our taste of room and stores in Rocky Mount, which we can talk about later. But that's a little backstory on us. My, my mom and my dad are kind of the, the backbone of this place. And um, I'm just very grateful to be a part of it and to be able to carry on that way of life that, that we all were brought up in, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um so what can you tell me about uh, what what products you guys offer? Mm-hmm. Um, so most of our spirits, which um, come out of Franklin County, I think a lot of people are would expect, but are, are clear spirits. And people see clear in a jar and automatically rate it moonshine, but we really only have one moonshine, quote-unquote, moonshine product, and that's our first sugar, first sugar moonshine um, or sugar shine. But we've got seven total and we've got four brandies and two white whiskeys, and uh, like I said, the one moonshine. And then we've got one aged product, barrel aged product, but it's small batch, and it, we only release it every Christmas. And um, we're on batch three this this coming year, so this coming Christmas. And uh, we just won best of the Blue Ridge with that one, and um, we're all super humble by that because it wasn't anything that we were expecting. But we've got eight different spirits here and like i said seven of them are are clear and unaged and one of them is two-year barrel aged and uh we're we're really proud of that one even though it is only available one time a year 
but everything else, um, it's available year round. And I tell you what, folks really love the the first sugar. That's that's kind of the most popular because it's neutral and it'll pair about with with anything. But um, yeah, that's a, a a little spiel. I get pretty deep when I start talking about the the products because to be clear, they're all seven just super different and and super unique in taste. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's eight. It's it's a, it's a bit of a lineup. <clears throat> well, that's definitely very very amazing to see that you guys have that many products. So. I've always wondered something, and I know a lot of a lot of my listeners will will want to know what what would why is it classified as spirits? Is that just a different type of liquor, or as spirits versus moonshine? Right. You mean or? Yeah, because I've heard that term. Did you say spirit? Right, yeah. I, I've heard the term mm-hmm. spirits quite a bit. And I've always been curious of, of mm-hmm. you know, what that translate to translates to as far as the product and... Where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think that liquor in itself it just gets deemed a lot of different, just broad words like moonshine i mean moonshine could be anything everybody does it differently everybody some people add more of this and some less of that and it's just a really broad term and it's hard to narrow in and and really define what that is and i think that's the same thing with spirits um but i think here lately moonshine it has a lot of different connotations and spirits just seems to be the word that the state of virginia and um, I don't know, it just seems to be the the a lot of hype around that word, I think, because spirit in itself is like anytime you get a lot of spirit or, you know, I, I think the term spirit has just kind of stuck here in the state more than anything, especially like with the Virginia's for spirit lovers subbrand. Um, but yeah, moonshine, spirits, booze, uh, bootleg, hooch. I think that all these words are just super broad and it's it's really whatever word suits people's fancy. Um, but spirits just has kind of been our, our chosen word and moonshine for the for sugar. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of broad terms out there. But like I said, it's really hard to narrow in because everybody kind of does it their own way, you know, their own style. So if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. And I've talked to... A bunch of uh, uh, different, uh, you know, distilleries and, you know, breweries and brew pubs. And I'm very interested in what makes each one of them stand out because they they all have a unique story of how they started. And they all have that one one thing or more than one thing that just makes them stand out above everyone else. Yeah. Um, what What would you say that the the product or products that set you all a, apart from the competition in the market that you're in? Uh, I think the roots that that come along with the, the eight products. I think the the family ties to bootleg spirits, moonshine, whatever you want to call it around here is thick, and um, 
just for instance, my great-grandpa, we called him Grandpa Peg, which would be my dad's um, great-grandpa. He was my great-great. He was caught up in the Great Moonshine Conspiracy Trial in 1935 here in Franklin County. And uh, he pulled federal time back in the 30s, mid-30s, um, out of that conspiracy. And it trickles on down all up until, like, the 90s. Uh, folks that we grew up with and folks that, that are just family by heart, I mean, it's all they knew. It's all they had to do to make a living. And back in the 90s, they had Operation Lightning Strike here in Franklin County. And Franklin County was number two in sugar sales, and revenuers will tell you this, to Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, that's how much sugar liquor, and when I say sugar liquor, I mean our first sugar moonshine, because it's the same recipes that date back. But that's how much sugar liquor was being moved out of the county for Franklin County, Virginia, to be number two in sugar sales next to Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, just so, shows how much how much liquor was being made and produced and, and sent off from here. But like I said, just the way of life and, and the deep culture that comes with everything that we put together, it just, um, it, it's fascinating. And, and the other thing is we don't have any commercialized column stills or, or we didn't order anything or have things specially made. Um, Dad hand-built everything from the bottom up, from the Ferrum Distillery all the way to here at the taste room and the store in Rocky Mount, we've got a, a copper submarine type steel that we pulled out of the woods and refurbished and uh, are, are displaying it just as you'd see if you walked up on a steel place in the woods. And I think that really sets us apart because uh, people have, folks have all kinds of ways of distilling and putting together really, really unique products. But I think for us, it's all that our family has known for many, many years and the recipes and the way of distilling has just been passed down for generations. And um, I, I think that's really what kind of sets us apart here is just how, how rooted we are and, and how much we focus on that. Um, it, it's our main goal here is to we strive to preserve the art of distilling that has went on here in the hills of the Blue Ridge for many, many years, ever since the settlers come here. You know, they brought those ways with them. The Scotch Irish is really what I'm referring to, um, but yeah, it's 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 a really deep rooted subject, and I'm just um, grateful to be a part of it. And I know that uh, Franklin County, of course, you know, with uh, several movies coming out, you know, Lawless and things of that nature that highlight what uh, what actually went on during the the whole moonshine era i guess it would be the the terminology for it you know and it's it's great to see that you guys are thriving you know especially in in the times that we've had and i've you know i've had people say that uh you know the the whole covid thing was you know a blessing also you know it was also a bad thing but it all it, it brought communities together and force people to i guess uh start buying more locally yeah uh and and seeing how that affects local people on, on a local level you know as far as being able to find stuff in your own community exactly yeah i think that folks are going to have to get back to that and this is kind of scattered 
brain from what you just brought up, but Lawless was based off the conspiracy trial here in the county. Um, I always just like to share that. Um, the Bondurants and, and Grandpap and all of them were tied up in that together. But yeah, I think throughout COVID, um, people really are, are wanting to take a step back and size up their nearest folks. When I say nearest folks in, in their communities, in their hometowns, and focus on them and, and really see how um, uh, everything just circles back together. When you really hone in and work together and spend where you work, spend where you live, spend where you have fun, it really circles back and, and, it, and it helps tremendously. And I think um, COVID really pushed people. That was the positive for us, at least, that came out of COVID is that people really pulled together and people were lifting each other up and people were, were there for each other. And um, we felt that. We felt that here and um, we started making hand sanitizer. The federal government came out and said, all right, distilled spirit plants, you know, they call DSPs, distilled spirits plants, can now start making hand sanitizer. Um, this emergency order was in place. So we got all the formulas together and uh, started making hand sanitizer. And at first we were just accepting donations and, and giving it out. And eventually once we got a little more established, um, we started selling it. Um, but yeah, it was just unbelievable to see the amount of folks just pulling together and not even just here in Franklin County, just beyond in Roanoke and, and Blacksburg and Christiansburg. And we had a lot of folks from North Carolina that were sending us letters of encouragement and uh, thank yous for what we were doing, uh, just pertaining to the sanitizer. And then on another note, we had big, big companies um, reaching out to us, asking how much sanitizer can you provide? How much How much can you pull together and send here and send there? And, you know, it was just such a scramble. It was just such a demand there for just a short time. Um, it was really crazy. It was a whirlwind. Um, but like I said, we just have a really great family, a really great crew here, and everybody pulled together here at the distillery, and everybody pulled together here in our community and beyond. And, um, yeah, the sanitizer really changed the game for us during COVID. We kind of shifted our focus from, from alcohol and started using our alcohol to make sanitizer. Um, but that, that really helped us tremendously. And, and the people, they were the best. And I think that um, I hope that momentum stays and sticks around. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and uh, I I remember seeing posts when you guys were making hand sanitizer and uh, and bottling it and everything else. That was that was really awesome to see. You know, and it was great to see that uh, people just pulled together to make the best of a of a bad situation. Yep, it it was beautiful, and um, people were. People were wanting to just stop in and donate things, like donate bottles or donate glycerin, because you know glycerin and sanitizer, or, or donate just spritzers. Like, and and if they weren't donating stuff, they were sending just words of encouragement through letter, through email, through phone calls. We have a binder just full of just thank yous and and letters of uplifting words, and it was just I'd never seen anything like it. So it it was it will definitely be 
a uh, period that I will always look back on. And, and of course, you know, it's it's been a terrible thing. But uh, for us, people really kind of changed the narrative. And, and uh, it, it really shows the power of people coming together during during hard times. So... Yeah, I mean, hard times bring people together. That's right. That's right. Um, as far as the products you guys offer, or is it like, is it locally, or is it distributed statewide, or? Yeah. So um, our moonshine product, our sugar shine, our first sugar moonshine, it's in most Virginia ABC stores. So that's all across the state of Virginia. Um, And our peach brandy is in a select few Virginia ABC stores uh, up north and, of course, around our home area. And then of all places, we distribute to Illinois. That's just the only other state that we've had the chance of. We actually had a distributor reach out and uh, were interested in our story and our product and uh, bought some from us. So, yeah, statewide in Virginia with the first sugar moonshine and peach brandy and then Illinois. Illinois um can get any of our products, but um we can ship to Virginians. Uh that's something that came out of COVID. We we were uh granted COVID privileges from Virginia ABC and one of those was uh shipping. So we can ship even though they can't get all of our products in Virginia ABC stores, you know, we can ship our apple brandy or blackberry brandy or copper corn um but th- all that information is on the website but yep for the most part virginia wide and and proud too we're virginia folks for sure definitely and um if we could uh i'd like to touch a little bit on on the the production aspect of it because you know with with eight different products, it sounds like you got a pretty heavy rotation. Yeah. Now, just as demand calls, the product that we make most of is the First Sugar Moonshine and the peach brandy, which lately, this past year, we got a decent crop of peaches, but the year before that, we didn't get anything. Um, But we get all of our ingredients, at least in the state of Virginia, but most of the time we try to stay within the county or a little bit outside of it. But the fruit brandy, for instance, um, you want the fruit when it's getting real soft and kind of soggy, which isn't a good description, but if you can visualize a bunch of really soft peaches in a big barrel, and what you do is you mix and mash them all up together and let them ferment and work off. And a lot of people add sugar to their their fruit, but we don't add any sugar. Um, But what you do is you mix and you mash those peaches up into like a a soupy type thing, and it'll sit there and and ferment and work off depending on the temperature of the room, what kind of tote it's in, because sometimes we use totes, sometimes we use barrels to put our peaches in. Um, But once it's done fermenting, you rake that cap off. I know this probably all sounds like foreign language but I'm trying to break it down. You rake that cap off and you've got like a peach soup. If if you can imagine just a really orange, bold, peachy, soupy type ordeal. And um, you de-seed it. So you take all the seeds out and then you put that peach slop or, or whatever you want to call it into the steel. And we've got a direct injection steam 
boiler. So we directly inject steam to cook our uh, mash. When I say mash, like with the peach brandy, it's that peach soupy stuff after it's done fermenting. We put it in the steel place, and we directly inject that steam to cook our, our mash. And what happens is that alcohol steam goes up, up into the cap. And if anybody knows moonshine lingo or have heard of it, you know, there's usually a steel, a cap, a thumper barrel, and a worm box. But that alcohol steam will rise up into that cap and go over into the thumper barrel and go around and then hit the worm box. Now, there's a copper coil, what we call a worm in Franklin County, and there's cold water in the worm box, and the worm is, or the coil is sitting in cold water. When that alcohol steam hits that cold water, it turns into alcohol, and there's a spout at the bottom of the worm box, and that's where your liquor comes out. Um, but but that's how the fruit brandy's done, but you always start with a mash or a beer, whatever you want to call it. And with the sugar liquor, that's just a neutral spirit made from sugar cane and rye. It's a rye base um, with a lot of sugar, a little bit of barley, malt, and yeast. And um, same kind of ordeal. You just put all these ingredients together and let it work off. It usually takes two to three days for a batch of first sugar or sugar shine to work off. Once it's done working off, you put it in a steel and run it just as you would any of the other products. But uh, that's kind of the the main gist of it. I hope I didn't get off track because it can get. It's a really deep, deep thing, and and if you can't see it or 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 just really spend some time with it, it can get kind of confusing. But um, yeah, I think, like I said, going back to kind of the thing that sets us apart is the idea of of the steel place that you'd see in the woods, and that being a copper pot or a submarine type steel with a little copper cap on top and a thumper barrel to the side of that and that that beautiful worm that coils in that box and that box of cold water um, I think that's really the image that the, the broad word moonshine uh, is connected to is that moonshine steel or whatever but it's the same exact concept um, but the distillery in Ferrum dad has built uh, more of a larger scale of industrial type steel place just to suit when we need um but yeah that's that's kind of a, a little bit of backstory on how the products are made um i think steam alcohol when you're cooking your beer your mash um i think it's a lot smoother product because you don't have any chance of scorching or burning your beer or mash when you're directly injecting steam. I think steam liquor is a is a super smooth product, and I, that's why I think for our products to be 90 proof, 100 proof, they're really smooth because of the way that we we cook um, with that steam. That's a little backstory on that. Yeah, that's that's definitely very very cool. I mean, I know everybody's got a little bit of a different process. Um, some reason, I always always thought that stuff like that, if, when that has like a a fruit flavor to it, was always just mm-hmm. infused in, not just made from the actual fruit. So that's that's right. cool to hear. Yeah, I think, you know, we have to clear that up here at the tasting room all the time because people are expecting somebody taking a 
just clear alcohol and put fruit in it or some kind of syrup that flavors it like a fruit, but that's just flavored alcohol. And I think all, all the time we have to really clarify that this is just 90 proof alcohol, 90 proof spirit made from the fermented fruit. And and same thing for the apple, same thing for the blackberry, the pear, um, and the peach. But peach is probably our most popular fruit brandy. We get all of our peaches from a, a little family orchard down by Philpot Lake. They're they're right off Philpot Lake, um, if you're familiar with that. And uh, whatever they can't sell or um, whatever we can get our hands on, it, it, they're called Shirley's Orchard. And um, that's where we get all of our peaches from every year. And um, we're just really proud of that product because it's a lot of hard work that goes into fruit brandy. If anyone's ever made any brandy, they know how much work goes into it. Um, it's it's a lot more work in, into brandy, um, especially for the yield that you get because you got to have a lot of fruit to make brandy. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, a good thing to clear up with folks because when they come in... And see, oh, fruit brandy, this is going to be so, so good and fruity. And it's like, no, 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 it's, that's 90 proof liquor. And it, you know, you might get the peach on the back end, and but it, it's hot. And it's, um, it's liquor made from the fermented fruit. I always just, I don't know how many times I've said that. Um, but yeah, the peach is my favorite product that we've got here. Our peach brandy is, is hands down my favorite. And I, I think that, uh, Peach just has has a real nice flavor to it, especially if it's it mixed with something or made from something. If if it's done right, you know you get that that full body flavor of it. Right. Yeah, I think and and for folks that just aren't really into ninety proof and a hundred proof, um, the tasting room manager here at at our Rocky Mount location, her name's Joni. Uh, she is amazing when it comes to pairing uh, cocktails and mixers together. So a lot of times she'll take our booze or just like the first sugar moonshine and make infusions, all different kinds of infusions. And uh, she creates a new menu every month according to season and holidays. Um, but yeah, aside from just the spirit straight, we have a full cocktail menu every month for folks that don't like it so strong for folks that like it mellowed down a little bit. Um, and, uh, the cocktails are a lot of fun. They're probably, they're super popular here at the tasting room. Um, but yeah, the peach brandy, for instance, this is a really easy one. And a lot of people make this, but dream sickle, for instance, you can take orange juice, French vanilla coffee creamer, and a little bit of peach brandy. And it tastes like dream sickle in a cup. And so um, if people don't like it so hot, there's a lot of different things that you can mix and match with. And uh, we do a lot of that here at the Taster Room for pe- people that like it a little more mellow. <clears throat> right. And, and you know, with, <laughs> with, you know, the stuff that you guys are doing, I mean, it's, it's like most things. It's, if it's a passion and you enjoy it and you have fun with what you do, it's not really going to work. You're just, you're going to have fun. Yep. And the fact yep, that think- you guys are, you know, a family owned business is another check mark in the book that, you know, I just find amazing. Yeah. I'm very grateful. <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, family businesses can get, 
funky and and complicated, but um, I'm not just saying it because he's my daddy, but he's a, he's a great guy and he's a great leader, and he's open minded, and he's got passion for what he does, and that spills out to to me and to everybody that's a part of the distillery, and and I think for anybody getting into small business, especially these days, it, it should be mostly passion driven because no matter what happens. Um, the love for what you do, the love for your craft um, is there, and it, it will keep you pushing on through anything. And um, I'm just, that's what's kept us going here and, and will keep us going is, is the passion for what we do and the passion for our, our roots and the passion for our culture. And, um, yeah, Dad, I, my mom and Dad, they, they're they just, uh, they've been great leaders, and uh, it it's just a great place to work. It's it's a great place to be. I've, I've traveled a lot and moved away for college and, and dabbled in a lot of different things, but there's no place like home. There's no place like the Blue Ridge and, and Roanoke and Rocky Mount, and um, there's no place like like home, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, our area is definitely very unique and very diverse, and, yes. you know, with with the whole uh, family aspect of the business, I mean, you know, when it comes down to the passion of things, it if you're passionate about it, you love what you do, it shows in the product. Yep. That is the truth, if I've ever heard it. And I, mean, I think not just us, you know, I, I think this region in general, there are a lot of passion-driven small businesses here. And um, the mountains just make it even better. But um, there's just so many great, great businesses in this area doing great things right now. And and that's another thing that kind of inspires you and keeps you going is just to be able to connect with your, your fellow neighbors and, and just, you know, keep pushing on and 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 working and loving in, in your home area. But there's so many great businesses in this this area. It just like I said, I've been all over and. It's just something different. It's just something different about here. Maybe I'm biased because I'm from here, but um, yeah, great place, great businesses, and I'm just grateful for the work here that yeah, I have Yeah, I mean, to do. And you're not wrong. When it comes down to a lot of the, I'd say probably 90, 95% of the, the small businesses that we have in our area, they all are involved in the community in some way. Um, they all seem to help each other in some way. Yep. And it's, it's great to see people come together, even, you know, before the whole COVID thing hit, you know, you had the small businesses that they huddled together because without them, you know, Roanoke in the Roanoke area just wouldn't be as good of a place to live just because there's so much diversity. And especially now we're, People are, are starting to open up businesses again or, or yep. starting to expand. And it's just great to see, especially, you know, in, in the, the beverage and restaurant uh, area of things. Yes. Yeah, I um, just like the restaurants, you know, they really I can't imagine what the restaurants went through amidst this pandemic. And um, we've got a. a, a a bunch of restaurants in Roanoke that um, carry our, our product like Bloom, I think over near Wasina and River and Rail. And um, for instance, during the pandemic, um, 
we uh, we took a bunch of sanitizer over over to those folks. But I'm just for them to still be showing out and supporting us during these hard times. You know, buying our product, buying local, buying what's made right there in their back door. That says a lot for um, our area, and I'm just so appreciative of just like for instance the restaurants um, who buy our product. You know, they could buy any liquor in the world. Um, but but they choose to buy what's in their back door, and and that really circu- circles back and and helps us in in the community when you spend work play in in your own little bubble. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of restaurants, great restaurants in Renault that that carry our product, and uh, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's wonderful. You know, I know we've we've had a lot of people move here from out of state Mm -hmm. and um, when I'm not doing the the podcast, I work at Firestone. So I'm in the the retail side of things. And every now and then you'll have somebody who comes in that uh, either just moved to the area or is moving to the area. And I'm always curious to find that almost everybody says the same thing. You know, it's, they always say it's, it's a, it's a big city feel with a in a small town. Yep. And that everybody is just so nice. Yep. I'd say and that's that's, that's great to hear. It is. Yeah, the the everybody just being nice. I think there's just a common courtesy around here. People are just people are different around here and and I think folks are recognizing that and um really flocking to rural areas because Roanoke like it like you said, being a big city, but yet a small town kind of feel and vibe or it's, it's, it's just people can live out in the rural areas and get to Roanoke, you know, 25, 30 minutes. And and even if they don't want to be rural, you know, live, I mean, in the quote unquote city, but it's like you said, it's still got that, that small town kind of vibe. I think it's just lots of different options that folks can go in this, this area. Um, but yeah, common courtesy around here. Folks are just good. They're just good to people. Like, I mean, just like when you're driving down the road and, and, and somebody waves at you or, or smiles or holds a door or says thank you or just says hi at the most random time. I think a lot of times, you know, I've been in places and I'll throw my hand up and say, hey, how are you doing? And the the people just kind of look at you like, who's this girl? And is there a reason why she's saying hey to me? But around here, that's just normal. And and that's just how folks are. Um, but yeah, I just, it's a great place to be. I couldn't say it enough. Yeah. And, and, you know, with people moving to the area, they start, they're, they're starting to see that Roanoke actually has a lot to offer. You know, you have people that have lived here a long time that say there's really not a whole lot to do here, but you just, you haven't looked, deep enough yep that's the truth yeah i think there's there's plenty to do and i think there's lots of different spots throughout roanoke and and around roanoke that that you could check out and you know i always encourage folks to of course most people are on social media but some aren't um but visit virginia's blue ridge like roanoke regional like um these tourism offices they're great resources to really dig in and find out um, what there is to do and, and, and where, and, um, yeah, I think if you dig just a little, you'll find a lot. Um, 
it just takes that step of saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to look into what's here and, and really see, because there's plenty, there's, there's, it's just doing a little digging, but it doesn't take much to find out a whole lot, in my opinion, around here. But, and I'm really thrilled with kind of the outdoor scene that's evolving with the uh, mountain biking and um, this, the hiking, and there's just so much leisure in the outdoor world that's kind of erupting around here. And uh, we have a group, for instance, that, um, a running group, and I know this is popular with breweries, that pop in Thursday nights after their run. Um, I don't know, I just think there's a good mix between, like, work and play. It's restaurants, there's outdoor play, there's beverages, there's there's shopping, there's just, there's a good mix. And, um, yeah, and Rocky Mount, you know, we're in Rocky Mount, that's, that's not too far down the road, and it's a great little drive down south. Um, but, yeah, I hope I'm not rambling too much, but. No, not at all. I mean, I know, you know, I've lived here pretty much my entire adult life, and I really never knew there was there was so much to do outside of Roanoke. You know, mm-hmm. Rocky Mount, Christiansburg, you know, Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. And as I'm talking to people, I'm learning, well, you know, there's certain things that go on in Rocky Mount. There's a, there's a ton of different places you can go if you're looking for something unique. Right. Yeah, I think outside of Roanoke, and of course I'm going to speak towards Rocky Mount because that's where we're at, but it's just a short, maybe 30-minute drive south, and um, Rocky Mount definitely is a small town, but there's a lot in the works and a lot here that's that's really special. And I think kind of the thing that everybody uh, really loves is the Harvester Performance Center, which is, we're right beside the Harvester. Um, tonight, they've got a big show. I, I can't remember who it is. Um, but, um, just that kind of steer shipped folks coming down and enjoying big live music. Cause they have big acts and big artists come in, um, and the burger company across the street and the, uh, early in bed and breakfast and the distillery and, and the farmer's market and coffee shops. And there's a place called old school right up the street. That's just like the ultimate record shop. Like, like he is incredible at pulling in just just old stuff it's called old school and um just awesome awesome place um if you're looking for records it's probably the best record shop anywhere like he's got a heck of a collection people come far and wide um just to check out his record collection but yeah i think rocky mount is up and on the rise and it's just a short short drive south of roanoke um and there's like Vinton, you know, that's where Twin Creeks Brewery is. We were talking at the beginning of the conversation about the Twin Creeks Brewery and Twin Creeks Distillery. That's close. I mean, that's just right beside Roanoke. Um, but yeah, just if you need to get a little time out of Roanoke for a night or two, then there's plenty around it. Plenty around it. And I'm a little biased towards Rocky Mount because that's where we are. But um always encourage folks to come down here and see us because there's there's a lot of great things and a lot of great people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely, it's different for me now that I'm, I'm actually looking for these things. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. to, you know, you think of Rocky Mount as 
just like a really small town, as you said, but there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff there that we don't have here. Right. And, you know, it's like driving from here to Salem. You know, it's it's close enough that you can make it and, and it not be a half a day drive. Exactly. Well, for most anyway, I guess. But, yeah, from- you know, it's just, it's it's great to hear that there's small family, well, you know, family owned businesses that are, that are growing in a smaller community and the, the smaller communities I feel like are, are just the absolute best to live in. Cause it feels like everybody knows everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a great thing too. It's like angle hardware. It's, it's that, that hardware store has been here. I don't, I don't know how long, but a long time. And, um, we just bought a house right downtown, walking distance to everything. And um, I'm really getting to feel what it feels like to be right up in these local businesses back door and to wake up every morning and see Bob at Angle Hardware open up and first thing with a smile on his face. And then, you know, everything just kind of because when I was younger, there was nothing in Rocky Mount. I mean, it we never came to Rocky Mount. Now, it just it just wasn't anything but a grocery store. So just to to see that change over the past 15 20 years is just incredible and I just that momentum just keeps spiraling like there's a new speakeasy um called Anastasia's that's getting ready to open in in just a couple of weeks and these these types of things are just popping up um there's a, a hotel that's supposed to be opening across from Angle Hardware um center stage catering uh they were a catering business and throughout the pandemic, they started doing these pop-ups and I think they found it would be really successful and they're getting ready to open a restaurant called the porch. So there's like all these things that are just kind of spiraling and happening. And I never would have imagined that as a young girl, cause there was nothing here. Um, but now living right downtown and, and having all these things and feeling and seeing all, all that momentum is just, it's awesome. It, it's so awesome. And I just hope folks will, Branch out, do a little reading, do a little digging, and uh, see what what Roanoke and everything beyond, like Rocky Mount, has to offer. Because um, there's a lot out there, and Rocky Mount, it it really is. It's a lot in the works here, um, which is really cool. Because like I said, there was nothing here at all when I was when I was younger. So um, yeah, I'm I'm so pumped for everything that's going on here. <clears throat> yeah, and it's you know to see a town that is is thriving and growing on a consistent basis, and new things popping up, and it, it being the size that it is 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 very inspiring. You know, it, it says that if you know if you have enough passion for whatever it is that you're doing, that anything is possible. That's right. Yeah. It- Back to people helping each other and, and, and passion-driven type things. There's an um, event here every first Saturday of the month called Cruise In. Cruise In Rocky Mount. And it's not a cruise in where you where you come in and park. It's a cruise in. Like you, you drive and you, you hit the streets and you drive. And it was just a big group of, of just community folks who said, uh, there's a lot of classic cars in this area and, and, and everywhere, really. Um, let's get together and, and start cruising. 
And it just erupted. And so now every first Saturday of the month, between April and November, it's getting ready to start again in April, April the 2nd. And just hundreds of all these classic cars. And people are coming from all over just because of the atmosphere that this event creates. It's just all these cars just backed up and beautiful just antique cars and motorcycles and tractors. Some people drive the tractors. And people sit out at the restaurants or like here at the distillery. People sit out on the street and have a drink and watch all these classic cars just just cruise, just cruise the streets. And people play music and just things like that. That was just a group of, of people who had a passion for old cars and, and cruising. And it's turned into this just huge thing here. And um, like I said, that momentum is just, it is really... Um, it's it's in gear and um it's it's a lot of things on the way here in Rocky Mount. Um so yeah. Cruising, I think everybody should check out cruising. Even if you're not like a car enthusiast, just the atmosphere that it creates within this small, small town. It's it's such a such good vibes and such a big energy. Everybody's just on the streets and, and eating and drinking and driving old cars. And it just really pulls, pulls together a really good energy. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, with yeah. something like that, you may not be into cars, but yeah. everybody can appreciate the art form that is the classic car, because there's so many different things that you can do to a vehicle. And, you know, that's another passion, whether, you know, whether it's it's yep. your thing or not, you know, it's like paintings or music. Everybody can appreciate mm-hmm. that and, and the work that goes into it. And it's just like what you all do. I mean, I, I would definitely consider it a, a form of art because you are creating something and it's something that you're passionate about. Yep. I agree. I agree. It's it, I think the liquor making um, in itself is an art form. I think what these folks created, and which they really just did it out of have to. You know, it wasn't as my dad says, there wasn't a bunch of industrious jobs up in the mountains. I mean, they would have starved to death. I mean, it it was just nothing else to do. And what they took, they took so little and and made so much and or made so much out of it. It's just like building a still place. How in the world did these people, I mean, come up with the ingenuity to to put a still place together and, and to build a copper pot and to build a cap and hammer it out and to build these beautiful copper coils, what we call worms. It's just, it's such an art form. And it's an art form in many ways, but I think here around home it it is more so than other places because... Uh, it's if you ever get the chance to come out and see the still place, I think it would speak for itself. Um, especially get to see it run, which we're going to start doing here in April. April's Moonshine Heritage Month in Franklin County, and uh, there's a lot of different things going on. But uh, we're going to run the still place on April 9th and, and sell tickets for folks to come in. We'll have food and drinks and. And people can actually witness the whole process of of what it looks like for a still place, like what would be in the woods, to run. And it's right here on the downtown streets of Rocky Mount beside the Harvester. 
beside all these restaurants. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot of art forms in the Blue Ridge uh, that a lot of them need to be recognized, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I just it's great place. I'll keep saying it. I'll probably say it again, but. Definitely. And hey, I, you know, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you've probably had a, had a long day, but I, I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk to me and, and give me some insight about your background, the background of the distillery and uh, some insight into to Rocky Mount. I mean, it's, it, for me, it was a real treat and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for having me. And like I said, I wish my dad could have been on because he is a character, man. Um, he He's just such a, you can feel the the love for what he does here. Just spill out of his mouth. And, yeah, um, we, we definitely just, will, will have to here. do a follow-up uh, and have him on when, when it's convenient for you guys. Yeah, yeah, he, he ha- will probably have a different spin on things. Um but yeah, I'm just I'm really glad to be here and, and really glad to, to share what we do. Um, but thank you so much, Joshua. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate it as well. And if you ever want to come down, we're open Wednesdays four to nine and Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays one to nine. Or you could and- just drop in and if if you see my car, a lot of people just see my car out front and come in. Because I'm here all the time. (laughs) Gotcha. And I did forget to ask. um, You mentioned you guys are on social media and that you have a website. Where can they Mm -hmm. find you on social media? uh, And uh, what what is the website? Yeah. um, Social media is really simple. It's just Twin Creeks Distillery on Instagram and Facebook. And we're just... We're way behind the game. We should have been on Twitter, I guess, a long time ago. But we're not on Twitter yet. Um, we just got a TikTok that is new, but we're really trying to get into the video game. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, Twin Creeks Distillery on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, our website is just www.twincreeksdistillery.com. Um, but yeah, that's our main mainstreams. You can find just about anything there that, that's going on. And you can always reach out to me. I'm I'm Anna. And uh, we're a pretty small crew. There's about six of us. But anyone would be happy to help whoever has questions or suggestions or just wants to talk. Um, Yeah. Excellent. Reach out to any of us. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. And I hope you have a great night. Yep. Have a good night, and we'll hope to talk soon. Definitely. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys, and there you have it. Heard it here first. Make sure you rate this episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Never know who may show up on Morning Talk with Joshua. Until next time, this is Joshua saying I'll talk to you next week.